Welcome to the Craft Beer Cast. I'm Josh. That's Jeff. Hey, what's happening? Hey, Wells. How you doing? Ah, feeling fine. Good. Feeling fine. I know. I'm getting real good at taking COVID tests. Are you? Yeah. I mean, I keep passing, so. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess that's the one test you really want to make sure you you, uh, you pass, right? <laughs> or, yeah, or, or fail, I suppose. Well, yeah, technically you're right, fail. Yeah. Hooray! I'm not positive. <laughs> Hooray! I'm not positive that I did this right. <laughs> oh, believe me. <laughs> You poke your brain enough couple of times like I feel like I did, and I, I'm doing it right. Yeah. So, actually, before we get into the beer news, I am curious. Are you guys like me that every time you get a free COVID test somewhere, like you get the little notification, hey, you can get free COVID tests. You buy them, and you have like 500 of them sitting around the house now, like I do? Yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> I mean, we've got a, maybe eight. Okay. You know, which I feel like is Plenty? more than enough. Yeah. Yeah. No, apparently I'm like become a COVID test hoarder, even yeah. though I barely ever have to take it. Like I think the, I've taken it twice. Don't the they have a shelf time. life? Maybe. A year. Okay, oh, that's not bad. Okay, good to know. Yeah, we've got some friends who have uh, triplets and uh, that are in college now, but yet he keeps like every time they've got the free ones, he like goes and he gets you know yeah. the whole shebang. And I'm like, you you've got a problem, dude. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have an intervention. Yeah, I guess I have one too. Uh, beer wise, what what's been going on since uh, we last recorded? Um. Did my trip to Indiana? How how what, was that? You know, like I was, I mentioned it. I think last show, I was nervous about just the dates on the beers that I saw there. Man, I was I was really disappointed. I could not find hardly anything. Everything was like ninety days or right at ninety days, and I'm, I'm like, I just I got super frustrated. I went to several stores, couldn't find it. I had a good bourbon haul, so like for the first time ever, does yeah. bourbon get old? No. No. <laughs> no, no, no. But uh, uh, yeah, I just could not find any beer. And then the last place I went, well, it was the last place I went because they actually had beer. And I'm like, okay, I have now officially spent more than enough. Yeah. Um, they so, had a bunch of Revolution cans, the barrel aged stuff. So I bought a bunch of those, which whatever. But yeah, um, got uh, one that we'll be having here on the show, which is is. Like at the sixty day mark, okay. but it's a big heavy beer, so I don't think it really hurts it. <laughs> right. So um, I'm, I'm I'm curious because at least ori- not originally, but even up until I don't know what three or four years ago, you'd go to Evansville and you could always find like fairly fresh Three Floyds and other things like that. What's happened? Is it the beer scene there just isn't as big as it once was, or maybe in it could be that thing of there are too many options. Okay. You know, and, and there's just too many things to choose from and too many pretty shiny colors on the shelves. And, you know, it could also be like, okay, Toplin Goliath. That's one I always look at. I'm like, well, right. okay, I'll bring some of that back. And I'm like, well, they had no, Pseudo. I won't. Pseudo Sue was like 60 days, but then King Sue was 90. And I'm just like, I can't. By the time I get it home and get it here, and I, like, I just don't, I don't want to risk that. It's just yeah. not, it's not worth it's not worth the gamble and the money on a beer that may not last. Right. Triple digi yeah. days old. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's kind of a bummer. Uh, any breweries or did you really just kind of do bottle? It, it was stuff? a very um, clinical visit. <laughs> we, okay. okay. We, we had a very short timeline. We were in and out. Um, like I said, I, my, my bourbon haul was uh, a lot more impressive. I'll show you a picture later. Um, but, uh, man, oh man, I, like I said, the beer, the beer scene was kind of disappointing. I will say, uh, my other uh, bit of beer news, uh, I installed a glass rinser on my kitchen sink. Oh, oh nice. I'm yeah. so jealous. Yeah. Um, how, how hard was that? Super easy. Was barely it? Okay. an inconvenience. 
I mean, other than like the bruise on my back from laying like yeah, weirdly yeah. into the the under the sink, but it's um, like didn't have to drill holes in the sink or so. The so ca- uh, our sink had three holes, okay. and and so um, it was the faucet, and then the mix, you know, the hot cold, and then a soap. But we had pulled the soap, so there was there was a spot there. Um, right. So just popped it right in there. It's got a little T that that in the kit that goes right to where your cold water supply is, and boom. And I was telling somebody else about it, and they're like, "My wife would totally love that as a bottle washer because they have kids." And I'm like, "Yeah, but like the water wouldn't be that high." He's like, "No, I just hook it up to the hot water," and I'm like. That's not a bad idea either. <laughs> no, it's not. And, um, and you actually got me thinking because our our faucet kind of needs replaced, and we could just get one that's got the sprayer built into it, and then free up the sprayer hole. And yeah, that's, that's what do you know? Of, like I said, ours was ours was three, and so uh, I ended up. It just so conveniently happened that uh, I broke. It was already on its last legs, and I was trying to figure out where it was broken. I broke it the rest of the way. Have you ever yeah. done this? Yeah, uh, I have. And uh, yeah, and uh, so I actually broke our kitchen faucet. So uh, I needed to replace it anyway. So I replaced it with a, uh, you know, so all the colors match. You know, so the wife's happy. But it's like you know a, a regular faucet with a pull down neck, yeah. and then the hot and cold is built into the faucet. And then the second spot gets the soap dispenser, and the third spot gets the rinser. And um, I'm. I'm using the heck out of it. It's so much fun. <laughs> Welcome to just love it when the three hole opens up. That's right. <laughs> Welcome to the craft and home improvement cats. It's like a bidet. <laughs> it's, it's like a bidet for your glasses. It's fantastic. <laughs> and there's the title. I've got one for my asses and one, one for, for my, my glasses. glasses. Uh, Wells, uh, you and I did something, but did you do anything else? Hell no. <laughs> okay, I wasn't curious. No, wasn't curious. No. <laughs> I didn't do anything else. Yeah, we we had we had an I afternoon. Had, see, I had like aspirations, right? Like we're we're gonna get started at like twelve thirty, and we're gonna maybe walk down the street to like Divine Barrel, and then like walk to Protagonist, and we just stayed at Salud like all damn afternoon. <laughs> we did. Their tap list is fucking insane, but, man. Isn't that, isn't that great though? Like when you're someplace and maybe you had plans to go somewhere else, but everybody either. Everybody's having a good time, or the beer list is that good, or yep. the vibe is right. There's no reason to leave. Why leave? Yeah, exactly. I mean, like I had uh, triple crossing IPA. I had Prairie Bomb and Abraxas mixed together. That like, mm-hmm. what the fuck? Where did that come from? I never even knew this was a thing. Like, sure. there was yeah, there was a lot of just kick ass stuff on tap. And I looked at Wells. I'm like, you know, we don't have to go anywhere else if you don't want to, man. We can just stay here. I'm cool <laughs> with it. I'm like, there's plenty of here to drink. You are speaking my language. And if we get, we need to change the scenery, you just walk up the stairs. Yeah. Because it's it's nice. They have food there too, right? So, you know, you've got options. Sure. Unfortunately, we got there like after my lunch, I guess. I'm assuming Josh was smart and ate beforehand and we didn't go. No, I didn't. I'm not saying you had to eat. Oh, you did not? No, I did not. I'm not saying you had to eat while you were there. I'm just saying like, you know, like you got that option. Like another reason, again, if you're at a place and like everything is just working, why leave? Exactly. Exactly. This segment is not sponsored by Salud, but it probably should be. No, it's definitely not. And, And, you know, too, the other fun part of it is it's a bottle shop at the end of the day, right? So I, I get some stuff to take home. I had some amazing stuff on tap. And could, like you said, I could have had food. Yeah. The the upstairs and downstairs are just so completely different that, you know, change of scenery, change of venue, technically, because, like, you go upstairs and it's quiet and it's yeah. chill. And he hasn't won, you know, best, was it, best bottle shop, best tap room. Right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, 
he hasn't won that multiple times on an accident because yeah. nobody else no. was doing it. Like, he, right? It's a good, good setup. It, yeah, it definitely is. Um, you know, I, it's one of those places where. V- Personal reasons, I did not go there for a very long time, and Wells kind of kicked me in my ass for it and was like, you really should be going back. And You're being a small-minded tool. Yeah, exactly. And, I'm and also, ca- we should go back. And I'm kind of glad that he finally has convinced me to you know, get off my ass. And man, if I lived where Wells lived, I'm already like 500 pounds. I'd be about 700 pounds with all those restaurants that are right there. And then Except you're, you're walking. Two Except blocks you're walking of salud. You know? Like, Good lord, I'm super jealous. It's not so bad. I'm not going to lie. All right, so uh, we're going to do kind of two quick news stories, and yeah, ain't nothing happening. There's not a whole lot happening, and really, the the crux of this show and the next show are going to be our top ten lists. Mm. Uh, we're going to hit some of our listener ones in episode one, and then episode two, two more news stories, and then we're going to do our our top, you know, five through one. So. Uh, do we want to? How do we want to do our list? Do we want to do our news first, then do our list? Do we yeah, want to yeah. do it? Okay. Yes. Not because I didn't get mine done. Okay, no problem. So, Wells, as yeah. always, you curate the news anymore. <laughs> What's the first story up? Oh, so just in time for dry January, right? Here is an article about how we are getting really good at making alcohol beer, alcohol-free beer alcohol. and wine. I love alcohol. I, I, I love alcohol beer. One, so good. One human alcohol, please. Yes. Um, I've, I've had really bad luck with non-alcoholic beer in the past. Yes. And, and honestly, it wasn't until we did the show and, and I kind of had that blonde from um, alcoholic. Athletic. I'm like, God, this is so good. Um, Versus like the Heineken and the Guinness that I thought tasted not so good. Right. Uh, but historically, like I've had really bad luck with non-alcoholic beer and it's crazy that suddenly I can have a lot of options in terms of finding them like on my store shelves. It's not just like in a bush or in a Heineken, like there's craft breweries doing this. Yeah. And this article is just, uh a, a neat kind of deep dive into the different ways that you can make a non-alcoholic product. And it, it's a, a lot of proprietary information, a lot of like tradesmanship in this. So it's, it's kind of cool. Well, and it is, and you, you, at least I specifically look at athletic as the one that really kind of, I, in my eyes, turned the corner and kind of figured out how to do a lot of this stuff that, mm-hmm. um, you know, like to your point previously, trying some of those NA beers that I have tried on my own, you know, before I even had you guys try them on the show, I'm like, these suck. Yeah. Like, I, I would just, I would abstain. Or, you know, if I'm going out with friends, give me some water rather than ordering an NA beer. And those athletic beers did change my mind quite a bit about they can't, they don't all taste like shit. Yeah. I mean, very traditionally, NA beer has just tasted like watered down something. Yes. So it's nice that they're trying to breweries and and manufacturers are trying to figure out how to get around that and make something with a little more flavor to it because that you know diet coke vibe yeah it's yeah great. yeah no it's definitely not and you're that's actually now that you say that that really is kind of the to me the comparison of if anymore because I just don't drink soda like I used to right. I am not having a Diet Coke if I'm having a Coke. I'm getting a fucking Coke. Right. 
because I want the real thing. I don't want this fake sugary bullshit. Uh, oddly enough, I would rather have the high fructose corn syrup yes. than the aspartame. Yes, 100%. I mean, I'd just rather have a Coke in a glass bottle because that's got the real sugar in it, but that's just me. Well, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, if you can find those, you can. Or just like... Um, I know where to look, though. That's the thing. If I'm yeah. craving that, I know exactly where they are. Yeah. And and I do, too. I know a couple of spots to carry them. Or it's like my weird obsession with citrus-flavored sodas like Sundrop. I love Sundrop. Sundrop, and, good. And you don't get that anywhere but here in North Carolina, at least that I know of. Yeah. And every time, not every time, but about once every six months, I'll walk into Common Market and I'll see the little glass bottle of Sundrop, and I'm like, "Yep, you. it's time. Let's do it." <laughs> I want to see you in my mouth. <laughs> I want I want some real sugar and citrus flavor, and this is awesome. Yeah, for sure. And and I do feel like that we are starting to see that a little bit more. I, I was with you guys. The the Guinness sucked. I did not like that yeah. Guinness at all. It was terrible. Um, I have tried that Heineken. I did not bring that Heineken on the show for the same reason. It wasn't that great. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, Heineken in general isn't a beer I'm chasing either. And again, I mean, <clears throat> so you know, as a craft beer podcast, yes. We are not necessarily interested in the non-alcoholic beer to consume. Right. More so as a talking point, a story, and a discussion. Yeah. Whatever your reason is, maybe you're doing dry January, maybe you're trying to, to go sober. Like, there's no judgment here. I think it's great. I think it's great that they're offering, that they're getting better at making the products. It yes. may not be, it's not going to be something that we're going to want to drink, you know, because I feel like we've had that conversation before. Yep. Why would I bother drinking, you know... The non-athletic 0.0 IPA. If I really want a beer bad enough, why don't I just have a beer? Yep. You know, again, our use case is a little different, and that's okay. it is. It that's is okay. absolutely. So basically, like the three ways that people are coming at this is, um, like you can distill the alcohol out of, you know, make a beer and then heat it up to a point that the alcohol starts to distill off. Evaporate. But, yeah. But that. Uh, you know, because you're heating up a beer a second time, that will affect the uh, the flavors of the beer. Um, but you know, you can kind of build to adjust for that. Another way is filtration, but that also strips out a lot of flavor components. And then there's also alternative yeasts, like rather than just using Saccharomyces, um, you know, you can find a different yeast that doesn't throw off as much. Uh, alcohol and also adjust your grain bill. Okay. But that essentially it's to me, the adjusting your grain bill to, and then using that kind of feels like the diet cocification of things to me. And maybe I'm very wrong in that, yeah. but I don't think I am. Well, I mean, when you're changing your ingredients to achieve a desired result, that is the putting aspartame in instead of high fructose corn syrup. Yeah. I mean, like I think it's okay. It's not necessarily a bad thing, it's just a different thing. Right. You know, which I think, I know we've talked about a lot about thialized yeast and everything on the show. And, and I'm really paying hyper attention to the, not hyper, but yeah. uh, paying attention to the non-alcoholic sector to see who's picking up and making thialized NA IPAs. Cause I think that's the best use for this. Yeah. Yeah, I don't necessarily walk into a, a tap room and look for what's going to get me turned the fastest. Right. But. Oh, I do, just so that'll be the last thing that I have. <laughs> I mean, it's like, okay, what's the one thing that I need to make sure that I end on? I like to have a little playlist. The you know? final nail. Yeah, exactly. If I'm going to stick around for three beers, 
what's number three going to be. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Right on. What else you got, Josh? Really? What else do you have, Wells? Uh, I'm sorry. Hey, okay. Wells, what else you got? So, speaking of non-alcoholic beers and speaking of seltzers, it would appear that uh, a seltzery in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina is up for sale. Oh, and, yeah. Who, and considering who, who, there's who's only, that? Considering there's only one uh, seltzer manufacturer in Charlotte, we know it's Summit. Yes. So... If and anybody, Jeff is like we do, I know I like I feel, I remember us talking about this like yep. a year or two ago, and kind of wondering what the shelf life was going to be. Yep, and here it we was are. Pretty much like, and I feel like the conversation was this is going to be successful until seltzer crashes. Yep. So here we yep. are. Yep, and here we are. And seltzers plateaued for sure. Um, it, it's no longer seeing the double digit percent growth um, that it has in years past. Thank goodness, I guess. Like, it, 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 all right. So, it was a, just a quick case study, I guess, if you want to call it that. So, for about six months, wife was super obsessed with seltzers. Sure, I remember. Done with them. Yeah. Now it's uh, just give me a bottle of wine, or now it's she's all in adjuncted stouts, which is costing an arm and a leg and came out of nowhere. But whatever. Um, yeah, it's like now she's got. There's seltzers that have been in the fridge for like a month, and it's not like beer, right? Where right. there's leftover beer, great. I can find some food use with it. What yeah. the hell am I going to do with a fruit punch seltzer? If is I mean, drinking if it else, not an option, it's, it's actually helping take up like physical mass in your fridge to help it cool better. So right? There's that. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah. If you lose power, then uh, that'll help your food <laughs> stay colder longer. Yeah, I guess so. So he's got that going for him. Which is nice. nice. Uh, but yeah, Summit's up for sale. Do we know the price of what they're at? We sure do. What are they at? It's they a asking? cool, even million dollars. All right. Well, I think the three of us should put some money together and and buy Summit Seltzery. What do you What do you think? Oh, yeah. Let me just pull a cool third of a million dollars out of my butt. Okay. Uh, I mean, all I would do with it is close it. So uh, that would, I, I that don't would think... Like, it would be like the most spiteful, like... Final yeah. day of all time, just to be an a hole. All right, I'm which your is new totally owner. on brand, but yet yeah. at the same time, like I just don't. Uh, yeah, that's a, like I'm the guy that I don't mind spending a little money if the joke's funny. This is maybe going a little too far for me. Okay, <laughs> all right. And it's not like I mean, like honestly, it's it's not like even. I hate to say because there are people who have jobs that you know won't anymore, but. I had forgotten all about them. I hadn't seen them anywhere. I can't imagine anybody's going to miss them. But Jeff, the brand is now a household name in bars and grocery stores. So whose whose houses, whose bars, whose grocery stores? Oh, um, and, uh, I, I love the, the how it says it has a, a big social following. Yeah, right. Cool. And before we uh, move on to the top ten list, I would like to remind everybody that. We are approaching the one-year anniversary of this tweet from Pabst Blue Ribbon. For all you uh, abstainers out there, not drinking this January, try I eating ass. ass. <laughs> yep. Happy anniversary, Pabst Blue Ribbon. God. That's right. Uh, so before we get into ours, uh, Jake, listener of the show, actually sent in a top ten. Right on. Woo-hoo. So we'll do his first uh, five or six as well. 2,000 likes. 
that that's it really yeah. the the big social media following the sultry oh, oh. it has uh 2000 check-ins 1000 of which are unique and nine likes okay no wait that, that's check that's got that's got to be check-ins I don't know, man. Why don't you just go to Instagram like a normal person? Look at their account. <laughs> like a normal person? <laughs> because uh, I'm a Luddite and refuse to do Instagram. Oh, all right. Shit. While you guys are doing that. What I'll, kills uh, me is that y'all are like, Instagram, that's where you need to be. But Facebook's the devil. I'm like, it's nine, the same thing. 9,162 yeah, yeah. followers. Boom. Was that hard? Okay. No, but, my, my favorite thing is, oh, hey, I, I'm tweeting to tell you I'm on Mastodon now. Cool story, bro. Cool story. Let me know how it was. Yeah. I like Mastodon. I saw them open up for Primus. It was yeah. a kick-ass show. <laughs> yeah, they're an amazing fucking band. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So number 10 from Jake, we have the Maple Foam White Wax from Pipes Meadery. And it was a mead. Ooh. Okay. Sounds good. Maple mead. I'm, I'm, you have my attention. <laughs> the Excuse me. Number nine is the Heckin' Chonker from Fair State. It was a double pastry stout. I love the name. I yeah. do, too. I but do, too. Double pastry stout, too. Well, yeah, of course I mean, it is. Like, at least you're going to lean into it. It's a heck of a joke. Is the, is the triple version the, like... Oh, like, coming? Fukin honga, Chongus or whatever. Like, Fukin big, Chongus. Big Chongus. Big Chongus. That's the one. Uh, I actually really like this beer name for number eight. I got my Cicerone on Untapped. <laughs> I thought that's a pretty good name. Uh, that is from Youngblood Beer Company. It was a triple hazy IPA. Okay. Uh, number seven is permanent f- for now from Falling Knife Brewing. It was a double hazy. And number six is Crankin' Foamers from Fair State Brewing. And it was a American lager. So uh, that is the only actual top ten list I got, unless you guys got I anything you, from anywhere uh, else. I sent you Chuck's like five. Did you? Yeah, which is actually more work than I did on my list. I, okay. I'm going to need some time during the break to... Uh, Put mine together. I don't know. You're fine. Where did you send me Chuck's thing? I, I, uh, Discord? I, yeah, I Discorded it. Yeah. Okay. Well, it looks like we'll uh, be talking about that on next episode yeah. anyway. So Yeah, we'll do that next episode. That's fine. So uh, who wants to go first with their number 10? Well, I mean, I'm ready. Is Jeff ready? I, I'm not. Because <clears throat> so at one point, it was just going to be me and you. Yes. And so, and I was like, okay. And then in my head, I'm like, all right, I'll work on my top 10 list in between. Weekend. You know, and then it was then you were like, "Oh, we're back on," and I I did everything but that part. Okay, fair enough. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. I do have Chuck's list. If you want to do Chuck's list, yeah, go ahead and do Chuck's really <clears> quick. Since it's only five, shouldn't we save that for? Yeah, for we two? can we can save it for episode two. That's fine. Okay. There we go. So, Wells, what is your number ten? All right, coming in at number ten. I'm kind of surprised it's this low. Uh, Surly with the Double Furious. Big thanks to Chase for bringing that oh, on. Oh, yes. The Whiskey Barrel. The uh, Whiskey Barrel Double Furious. I mean, that was that was freaking delicious. Um, I have never had this much difficulty with choosing a top 10 before. Yeah, you and I were talking about that. This is funny for me because normally it takes me quite a while to come up with a top 10. I literally sat down on like a random Thursday or something like that and like... Cr- crank through this and was like, this is easy for me this year, which a lot of times it's not. Well, lucky you. It won't, yeah. t- it won't, I don't anticipate taking a lot of time. Yeah. You're because fine. I'm usually pretty, I just, I don't, I'm not ready. No, no, you're fine. Um, since you don't have everything put together yet, I'll go ahead and do two. Cause I actually did 11. I cheated just a tad. You will turn one rule. And you're the one that always barks about no, no honorable mentions. None of that. Stuff. All right. Well, I don't care. You don't have your list ready, so I can do what I want. So, for my number 11, from Fremont, the Coconut 
Cacao Barrel Aged Dark Star. Nice. I mean, that's an honorable mention <laughs> beer. Yeah, that was a damn good beer, too. So my actual number 10, again, from Fremont, Head Full of Fresh Hops. Nice. That yeah. was fantastic. Like, yeah. that was that's one of those beers that kind of like the the treehouse stuff that we're doing which we're going to talk about of course when we get into bite no buy i don't necessarily look at fremont as an ipa place yeah I, sure. lo- I look at them as dark star yeah. and like all that stuff that they do with that and that having that you know a fresh hopped ipa from them I'm like you guys know how to make beer yeah i mean i, I, w- I won't go so far as to say it's gonna crack my top 10 but but that specific head full of fresh hops was probably my favorite hazy ipa of the year but, I uh, you know, yeah, it's not making my top ten. <laughs> Fair enough. Do you, do you? So you don't have any any top tens? At I, all? I, I have I have nothing okay. in the bank right now. I'll, I'll need like ten to fifteen. Okay, we can, we, here. Yeah, we can do that. So, Wells, do you want to just like take a little bit of our break and then let him d- build his list and we go through our? Yeah. Okay. I Pause. mean, we only have like two stories anyway, yeah. so no big deal. So, per normal, we'll be back in thirty. For buy no buy, I'll explain how it works. We're not doing buy no buy. Pretty simple. Well, we are. I thought I was doing my. I was, well, I was getting kind of. We, we took the break. That yeah. thirty second break. In which case, I quickly went through the entire. I do your did. number ten. Exactly. I want to do my number eleven uh, greatest hits. Okay. Because oh, no. uh, two of us did it. I, obviously, like you know, I, I don't want to. My top ten list is literally all Revolution beer, or I'm just going to go ahead and do my standard, like you know, best in show. You know, right. greatest of all time um, because Gravedigger Billy, the Scotch Ale, phenomenal beer. Thundertaker, um, I just had another one of those last night. Special, special beer. Uh, Blackberry Finn, very special old Ryeway, very special old jacket, and of course the Apple Brandy Ryeway. What a great way to start the year. Yeah. Very fantastic. But uh, my actual number 10 is uh, Zillicoa's Fest Beer. Oh, nice. Very excellent. Very enjoyable. Loved that one a lot. Yeah. Probably my favorite Martson of the year. Wow. Wow. That's that that damn good. All right. Well, you're coming nine. in at number nine. This is a sin. I, I almost apologize for this, but I'm sorry. Uh, it's the Lost Abbey. It's the mother of all ducks. That uh, ultra awesome duck, duck, goose like blend. Was, I, I will be straight up honest. That almost made my list. It really did, but yeah, I couldn't I couldn't justify it. This, this was such a, a sick lineup that nine was the best that one of my favorite beers this year could do. Yeah. So damn. Um, who am I kicking it to now for their number nine? Jeff. Uh, Divine Barrels Paint the Walls Japanese Rice Lager. That um, between that and uh, Devil's Logic Community. Probably had more fridge space for me this entire summer. I, I just I got into a spell where I was just really into nice, clean, easy drinking. Crispy boys. Crispy boys and good grief. I, I went through, I think I bought out pretty much everything Grant had at one point. So um, cool. Paint the walls. All, All right. right, Josh. My right. number nine is from Aslan. 
Math mood. Hmm. Hazy IPA? Yep, hazy nice. IPA. Uh, just one of those that... One of those breweries that I, you know, you hear a lot about, and then they start to kind of show up around town. And it wasn't always math mode that I would get, but almost any time I could get my hands on anything from Aslan, I would. They weren't always winners, but that I'm one grab some Aslan. Really stuck out in my head. Well, coming in at my eight. number eight, the one that beat Lost Abbey in a head-to-head in that particular show. Uh, the bourbon barrel aged still stout from Fata Flora mm-hmm. Equinox Vernal. Yeah. That was a lot of fun for me, not just because that was like the only still stout that I'd ever had. But so remind listeners, what is a still stout? It's flat. It is yes. not carbonated, and but it, on purpose. On, on purpose, yeah, completely. It, yeah, you know, came cork and capped with a uh, in a clear glass bottle, which is a little unusual presentation, but. That beer, very weird. But that beer really held up, and I don't know. Equinox Fernal, number eight. Jeff, Jeff, uh, Bramari out of Asheville. Their two-way mirror, oh. the uh, barrel-aged Doppelbach, which was just, just outstanding. I mean, I for me, what, what's always fun about these top ten of the years is going back and remembering like that's where they turn the corner for me. Right. Like, not that I've ever had bad beer from Bramari, except for that joke beer that Wells brought the one time, the, like, the sour coffee, whatever yeah. that bullshit was. <clears throat> but you're right. But, like, we had quite a few from them this year that just really kind of turned my my expectations on its head. So I was really excited for that one. Cool. Josh? My number eight, from Revolution, Gravedigger Billy. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. um... So Wells and I were supposed to hang out on New Year's Day, and I have two cans of Gravedigger left because Self stole one of those cans. I'm was ups- I supposed to replace that? He was. Oh, and he hasn't. How is he going to replace it if he took- not not that particular oh, one? But he said he was going to bring something else, and he hasn't yet. So I'm very upset <laughs> at him. Uh, I actually am saving two cans. One was going to be for Wells and I when we hung out on New Year's Day. The other I'm saving for Wells for Wishes because yeah. I feel like if, if people have not tried that beer, they absolutely need yeah. to. I, I do love rolling up to Wales for Wishes with just a cooler full of Revolution cans because, yep. I, you know, everybody has the same, I don't want to say the same stuff, but I mean, like, there are some definite themes at Wales for Wishes. There's a lot of, you know, goose. There's a lot of triple pastry maple stouts. Yeah, you big know. And stouts, so it's yeah. like, for me, like, it's kind of crazy to come in with like a beer that's actually heavier in ABV, but drinks lighter. Yeah. I, like it's, and it's just a simple, you know, simple beer. And in, people in that know, no. Yeah, so. exactly. Uh, well, it's your number seven. Number seven. Uh, I may as well stay on the revolution train. It's Thundertaker. Thundertaker. This will be, uh, not the only revolution beer that you hear from me today. Yeah. Unlike Jeff, I can keep it to two. I know. I, I, I really literally could one, two, <laughs> three, four, five, six. I had six. I, I can't have six on my list be revolution. I mean, you could, if you wanted. they would have been, but like I, you know, got to have some variety in there. Yeah. 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 Um, my number, uh, whatever number this is, six. um, Jackie O's prodigality. Ooh. Yeah. Um, you know, when you when you walk into a store and you see two different Jack Yeo's bottles. And, and that was your number seven, not six. Sure, sure. Okay. And sure. you get real excited because you know the, the, the pedigree that comes with the stouts. You take a you roll the dice on the barrel aged English barley wine and it absolutely smokes 
that that stout. Um, wow. Like eating liquid caramel, it was fantastic. Yeah, you're right. Uh, going local here for my number seven, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Resident Culture, DDH Lightning Drops. Nice, yeah. that was a good one. I mean, that's one of those two. Like, I was on a uh, another podcast. It was called Drinking for Sports earlier that dropped. Wow, and what a cheater! I know, right? And I was kind of talking about, um, you know, the, the haze culture that has overtaken at least some of the breweries here. But I would put heist or resident culture up there with a lot of these hype breweries. For of sure. you want a hazy? Like, yeah. there's two great examples, and RC just happened to beat out heist this year for my top. Well, your number six. Number six. Uh, in, in a year that saw me really pivot away from pastry stouts to just a little bit cleaner uh, examples of uh, barrel aging, here comes a pastry stout at number six. Um, <laughs> it, it's a burial name, so I'll be... <gasps> the Heavenly Atmosphere of Unrelenting Nothingness, which was Imperial Stout with toasted coconuts, cocoa nibs, toasted coconut, sorry, toasted hazelnuts, toasted coconut, uh, Madagascar vanilla bean and sea salt. You put sea salt in a stout, I will buy it. Um, is, is, I, is sea salt your new maple? I was. Uh, a, I, I almost said that exactly. But I, <laughs> these days, oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, it, it's crazy. It sounds like it's amazing what just that little bit of sea salt does uh-huh. to tamp down the. You know, I'm just I'm getting diabetes from this cup. Yes. Yep. Oh yeah, big time, big time. So yeah, big ups to burial. <laughs> that one was. Fantastic. Jeff? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, one that I discovered while out west. Lumberbeard's What Once Was. Uh, nice. That double IPA that just, I mean, it just was reeking with pineapple. Super easy drinking. Obviously, one of the cleanest, crispiest double IPAs I can remember having in a long time. Yeah. Um, it was just absolutely fantastic. Cool. Josh? My number six was Wells's number 10. <laughs> I think it was your number 10. Yeah, Surly. Actually, we have a couple of of beers that are on my list and yours. Mine just happened to be higher. Uh, I put Double Furious at number six because that really was one of those like, okay, look, we know Surly can make good beer. We might get some bad ones. I don't even know if they're here anymore again. Like, we might have just got that drop and that was it. Right. Uh, But damn, Double Furious was just another level of beer. Absolutely. All right. Now it's time for buy, no buy. Yeah. I'll explain how it works. Pretty simple. We've been drinking beers on the show. Um, Happens to be my birthday, the day that we're recording. So we might have gone a little bigger than normal. This is going to always end up well. But, you know, hey, whatever. Uh, Rules are pretty simple. I I see how you've gotten me smaller glasses here, so I can't give you birthday pours of everything. No, these are the bigger ones. No, no. (laughs) Damn it. These are the bigger ones. I want to be drunk. Uh, No. Not, not in show one. Show two, maybe. Uh, but it's pretty simple. Oh, we, it'll happen. We uh, rate beers a one or a zero. We buy it or we don't buy it. Jeff, what's our first beer up? Uh, first beer up from Heist is an ESB called Everyday Sipping Beer. Oh, I see what they did there. What style is it? An ESB. Called Ooh. ESB. Extra special bitter. Everyday Sipping Beer. ESB. I get it. Um, I tell you what, this is just a, a nice, clean, easy drinking like this is this is real good. I like it. I'd buy it. Well, as the resident ESB homer, I cannot 
say enough nice things about this beer. Uh, I think my favorite ESP is still going to be the Wilson Creek from Old Hickory, but Homer, sure. But it also helped pay a couple bills for me back in the day. Um, this beer is freaking delicious. This is truly an everyday sipping beer. Um, I, I just dropped a can off the last time we recorded because I needed to get it out of the fridge. <laughs> like it was not safe, but it's like, yeah, four packs are lasting me like two days. This is not good. Um, Big, big, big buy. Josh, your thoughts? Especially as we're in the weird spring winter. Right. Uh, I mean, like, literally, as I as I parked, I had a text from my son saying, hey, can you turn off the furnace so that we can open the windows? And I'm like, yeah, it's a nice temperature out. Yeah. Let's just go and open the windows. Yeah. Why not? I mean, it's like fucking almost 60 degrees. It's, um, 60, it's 69. 69. Nice. Well, that's why I said it's a nice temperature out. <laughs> This is absolutely fabulous, especially like, uh, you know, I could I could definitely see sitting down with like a four pack of this, watching some football towards the end of the year when it's like really nice outside. Uh, I could see this when it's bitter cold. I could see this when it's stupid hot. Like you would not drink, you would drink it in a box. You would drink it with a fox. Uh, I really hope that they actually would make this as a year round. They probably aren't going to, but they should because this is damn good. This is a big huge buy. Next beer up. Uh, next beer up, one of the one of the two IPAs that I brought back, and and again, you know, because of the style of this one, I was a little more uh, willing to roll the dice on it. This is from October fourteenth, so okay. so we're pushing right at that ninety days. But, right. Um, this is Three Floyd's uh, permanent funeral um, is collaborated with Pig Destroyer. Pig Destroyer. Um, this, so we've had this on the show before, but it was six years ago. So, okay. I thought we'd had it. Right. So, okay. so but, but I, I, I still find this a little bit compelling because six years ago, this was a 10% IPA, but it was a double IPA. Now it's a triple IPA. <laughs> is it still 10%? Yeah, absolutely okay. the same. Okay. Um, it is malty. It is caramel. It is chewy. Um, it's. It is remarkably easy drinking as a whole pint. Um, the first hit of this I had, I was like, I don't know if I like this. And then after about the second sip of it, I'm like, okay, I'm in all the way. And I, I enjoyed this one a lot. So um, it's a buy for me. Wells? Without even looking at the can, without even looking at the spreadsheet, just based off that first sip, I, my thoughts were, I'll be damned if this is not a Three Floyds beer. Oh, sure. Like, I, I called it, and good. I mean... This is delicious. This is huge pine. Um, nice, like, caramel maltiness. I mean, when they when you talk about a malt backbone, they're, they're talking about this. Yeah. Um, this, is the, this is the 10% IPA that we used to get yeah. on the regular. God, and what a gift it is to still get it at all. Uh, also a big buy. Josh. Yeah, I mean, you guys have said everything I would say, so yeah, bye. Next beer up. Um. I have to drink one of them. Uh, so uh, thanks to Steve Zepp for hooking me up through his hookup. Um, this is a pint can from Treehouse. And I know what you're thinking. Wait a second. Kissel specifically asked for a hazy IPA. Wrong. Where's Julius? Where's Orange? Come right, on. Right. Um, this is Treehouse's double shot barrel blend. Um, a... So like double shot is their like coffee stout. 
that they then uh, aged in barrels. It's 8.8%. It's thick. It's chewy. It's coffee. Um, I, I, I bought this on a lark just to see, like, you know, can they do stouts? They can do stouts. Because it's like... Is it, I'll be damned. Is it, the Vale does a lot of hazy IPAs too, right? Aren't they? Yes. They're kind of known for their hazies, but then their stouts are ridiculously good if you can ever get a hold of them. Yeah. Um, uh, I was hoping for that with this. Very impressed. Good coffee. Buy for me. Well, damn, Treehouse can... I, I, huh. I, I didn't see this coming from Treehouse. I really didn't. Um, this is some very aggressive... Uh, coffee um i love this uh big buy no notes josh so yeah this is definitely one of those where it's like okay at the end of the day we can we can pick on the veil we can pick on <coughs> treehouse treehouse we can pick on some of the well hell even like resident culture or heist of locally at least they're the haze bros right like that's that's what you think of when you think of those breweries but how many times have you had, or all three of us had, a beer from Heist or RC that wasn't an IPA, that was a stout or a lager or, or an ESB or an ESB or any of this other stuff, and you know that they can make other beers, but your brain just goes, no, they can't. I mean, RC, I look at as like the three pronged trident, right? Like their clean lagered beer is fantastic. Yeah, their hazy beers are popular and. Then their stouts are usually really, really good. Yeah, too. Their so stouts are stellar. Uh, Heist I, I look at is the brewery that made stouts for uh, once a year way back when. It yes. hasn't since. Yeah, that's sad. Bring back cat. Bring back cat, please. They won't. I know, but they should. But we, I know why they won't. But they should. Uh, this is one of those things where it just it reminds you, hey, you know they know how to make beer at Treehouse, and it's not just hazies. It's yeah. not just Julius. It's not just orange. It's they can make beer because yeah. damn, the, this coffee is fantastic. Like, how many times have we had coffee and beer and it's green and it sucks and it makes you mad at things? Especially when it's like fresh, right? Like, you know, you, this beer should be, it's not even, you know, been canned that long ago. It should not be bad yet. And yet it is. This one, yeah. I was nervous. Right? Yeah. Right. I mean, sadly, kind of should be, but absolute buy. Big, huge buy. Next beer up. Uh, next beer up from uh, New Local Tap Room. Yes. Weathered Souls uh, out of Austin, Texas. This is their peanut butter, no jelly. Uh, an 11.5% Imperial Stout with Reese's Cups, peanut butter, and cacao nibs. And so help me. I, I wasn't sure. And then I saw the, uh, when I saw it say Reese's Cups on the side, I'm like, yes, that is the peanut butter that I'm getting. Um, I, I don't, I, I would, I like this a lot. I don't know if I could drink a whole can of it. If the peanut butter would get too cloying or not, but I'm willing to try. Okay. It's just it's um, it is just sweet enough. It is just peanut buttery enough. It isn't nothing's really overstaying. It's welcome. It's very well balanced for a peanut butter stout. I like it a lot. I would buy it. Well, well this is one of the most peanut buttery beers that I've ever had, uh, and there to me there's a line to cross where it's like I can't do this anymore. Um, this is toe in that line for me and it's really delicious, but I just feel like on a whole, I would be sick of this by the end of it. Yeah. 
I, I loved this small pour. Mm-hmm. Um, but do I even want to like re up? Do I want to have a second small pour? I really don't. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm great with that little bit I had. I guess no buy for that reason. But if you like peanut butter, hell, if you love peanut butter, find this beer. Josh. Hence the reason Josh found this beer. So Wells takes me to Weathered Souls, um, looking through their, you know, four packs in their cooler, see peanut butter beer. And we all know my obsession with peanut butter beers. Like, I've got to buy them. Like, I have to have them. And this is, this is like that perfect balance of where Sweet Baby Jesus is so sweet and cloying and peanut buttery. Like, I get why people hate that beer. I do. I feel like this is a good introduction to somebody who may like peanut butter and go, this has got enough restraint in it that it's not overly sweet. And I've had three other cans of this. Like, I wouldn't even call it restraint. I just think it's balance. Like yeah, it's just it's balanced well, and like I said, nothing overstays its welcome. I I understand where Wells is coming from. I mean, like I'm looking at this lineup, going like, because we're gonna get up to I tap that, and I'm like, I I don't, I honestly don't know which of these I would want a lot of. Right. But I mean, I I think I could get through a whole can of that peanut butter and not hate myself. Yeah, it's actually real easy to do, to be honest, because I've done it and three times, and it's fantastic. I mean, I saved a can for us for this reason because. I know when I have peanut butter beer, I know the ones that I know you guys are going to hate. Right. I just know it, and I kind of have fun. But I thought at least one of you would like this beer. Oh, yeah. No, I absolutely did. I'm kind of surprised that they actually put Reese's Cups on the label on the side. Yeah. They're not using the logo, so I guess that's okay, but still. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, that's a buy for me. By the way, Jeff, final beer up. Final beer up, uh, another from Weathered Souls. Uh, this is their Bake Sale Brownie Stout. Um, looks like I got the uh, the lines flip-flopped, by the way. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> this is uh, Imperial Stout with brownie batter and marshmallow and cacao. And this one is a little too far off the deep end for me. This is a little too sweet, a little too cloying. Um, I don't like this one nearly as much. So I'm going to no buy. Wells? Well, uh, you and I have traded minds, I, I, I guess, because uh, I'm looking at this thinking, well, this is like just the right amount of like all these ingredients that for some reason I could, I could knock off a can of this easy. Um, this marshmallow is absolute fire. <laughs> In the in the year that I'm like, oh, I'm not really no drinking. No, no more adjuncted salads. No I'm more like, pastry stats. Yeah, this, this this was really this was a lot of fun. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, is it a great beer? Maybe. Is it fun? Yes, it is. Um, that's enough. It's a buy. Josh. So here's the funny thing. Hearing him say that surprised me because out of these two beers, I actually thought, Wells, you would like the peanut butter beer and you would absolutely hate this beer Be- because it, it doesn't. Feel like it has any barriers, any constraints. They just went, fuck it, let's throw everything in. Yep. Let's make it sweet. Let's just make this a yep. mess of a pastry stout. Yep. And it works. Yep. Really well. Where I feel like the peanut butter one kind of had some barriers on yep. it a little bit where they didn't go crazy with it. And I, th- I thought, if anything, you would buy the peanut butter, and you would absolutely hate this bake sale. So I'm I'm shocked that you actually like the bake sale. Uh, yeah, it makes two of us. That's crazy. Uh, but no, both of these were... So, Jeff, uh, I know we've talked about it. 
Um, I feel like Weathered Souls is a place that you should yeah, actually go. I, and, absolutely. and there's actually a couple of other places that I'm really interested to see your take on. Sure. Uh, I, I'm, I'm in. Gilda if, uh, is like right there. Like you don't yeah. even realize it until you walk outside of Weathered Souls <laughs> and cross the street. Whoa, there's the German there brewery. Hey, hey. Um, but it's nice to finally have one of those in town. <laughs> this is one of those places that yeah. they had a lot of hype for a long time for this reason. What we're drinking. It was their stouts. Uh, we have another one that's coming up on the show, next show, that is wildly different than these two. Okay, cool. That's, I'm glad to hear that because... Well, I'm sorry, finish your statement. No, no, no. That, that's just that's, it. Uh, like, it's wildly different from these two, and, and they know what they're doing when it comes to this stuff, I feel so, like. You know, so, so, number one, for me, I find it very interesting that a brewery from San Antonio, Texas... Like has chose here has yeah. made well not not no not that at all but, oh, okay. but they have made their name on pastry stouts a beer yes. that I wouldn't necessarily say like oh yes let's go to San Antonio Texas for where a pastry stout we could do some line dancing and get a big old pastry stout and right. some diabetes but yet here we are and they're and they're making this now I'll I, I wonder if the inverse of the treehouse conversation needs to apply here. Do they do anything other than big, heavy pastry stouts? Yeah, yes. Because when because when when at some point when the the collective livers of the beer chasers change and it's no longer about the pastry stout, right? Do they still have enough to keep them going? So when we were there, uh, neither well, well, we did have one of the beer the the beer that we're gonna have next show. But other than that, neither of us had pastry stouts. It was IPAs and lagers. Okay, and cool. They, see, and they then, did both of those really so damn well. I'm super excited to try all sorts of fun stuff. All right, it's time for Ad Tap Tat. It's pretty simple. Out of the beers that we had on the show, what are you going to put on your kegerator at home or your supposed kegerator if you're me? So in theory, um, I would say, uh, you know, go for the one that's the best in, in, in the show. Right. Um, but in practicality i mean it, it's gonna have to be that heist because i don't see how i could i don't know how i could drink through a sixtal of a 10 percent beer and you know not die good point <laughs> good point that peanut butter beer is really good that coffee beer was really good that part of funeral was really good i just i like i, I don't think i could drink like i love right now um on the weekends going and crashing through like two or three pours of I did it for the Wookiee. Okay. Easy drinking. Yeah. You know, doesn't hang with you. Fantastic. These, I mean, I'd be like one. It would take me forever. They would, not that they would go bad, but. Right. I just, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take that high. You're, you're not looking for a new Big Bad Baptist cake? No. Okay. No, I learned my lesson. Everyday sipping beer for me. Wells? Uh, I mean, of course, it's everyday sipping beer for me, too. You, <laughs> local breweries. If you make an ESP, I will drink it. Full stop. Which may be why they're not making it, because they don't want you there. <laughs> of course. Wait, wait, it, hold on. Don't make that beer. Wells is going to show of, up. Of course, if it sucks, then I'll right. definitely let you know. But I have already <laughs> snuck into the Heist Barrel Arts DMs and just be like, I don't know who needs to be told this, but thank you. Because this beer is excellent. Like, I, I could see this showing up at least in my top 20 for next year. Maybe top 10. Dark Horse. I don't know. We'll see. 
Top 20. I know. But it, it's it's real good. Josh. Well, just because I had an honorable mention that had like eight beers in it. Okay. No. Uh, as much as I want a con- 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 combo break and of course put peanut butter no jelly on, I feel like I'd get kind of burnt out on that too. Eventually, I could see myself drinking that ESB no matter what the weather is. For like, sure. Yeah. And, and, and fuck, no matter what I'm doing. Fuck, give me a six toll. Give me a half barrel. Let's roll. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. that is totally. Yeah. Please make this year round. That is my plea heist. That would be fantastic. So, Jeff, we're at the end of the show. Where are we at? Uh, come check us out on the interwebs. Go to craftbeercast.com. You'll find links to our old episodes. Uh, but please don't start at the beginning. It's not good. No, and you can't even episode. find the old ones anymore. Like hey, Josh has wiped them all out. It's fine. Stop. Yeah. I wasn't on then. Oh, why that's, you, yes, why no, would you that's the reason it's that you don't well, want <laughs> So, believe it or not, uh, as we're out, we're talking about this, and I'm trying to figure out how long Wells has been on the show. Do you know how long he's been on the show? Because I know. I'm curious. Um, so, we're, what year is this for us? This is year nine? Yes. I'd say probably all of seven. Uh, yeah, pretty close. Pretty close. Uh, he, came, he came on. Yeah, he did. <laughs> uh, basically, it's been six years that he's. It's crazy when I stop and think about it. I'm like, you know, we went through all this rotating chair bullshit because people were moving and everything else. And then he just kind of slid in. Mark left. Chris came on. Chris left. We brought Wells in. Wells had already spotted in a couple of times. And so, you know, yeah, it's all good. good. Anywho, uh, check us out there. We got a Patreon if you want to support us. Uh, Otherwise, go uh, hassle Josh and his DMs at CVCast on the Twitters. Wells, where can they find you? Uh, Instagram and Twitter at all the Wells. Josh, where are you? Uh, besides right here, you can follow me on Twitter at JoshCBC. Don't forget to rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. Don't forget to tell a friend, tell somebody. Uh, don't forget about our subreddit slash r slash craftbeercast. Throw stories up there, articles you want us to discuss, anything else. And other than that, we will talk to you all next Thursday.